Welcome to the first broadcast of Simply the Gospel of Jesus Christ on April 4th, 2021. This is your host and brother in Christ, Javier Masonet. I'm an evangelist by the grace of God. Today's broadcast will be on how to get saved. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor. Glorify your name in this broadcast, my God. Prepare the hearts to receive your word and open their hearts and break the chains that bind them, Lord. Bind up the enemy. Destroy the works of Satan against them that they may receive your word and get saved. Father, for your glory we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters in Christ, and all friends that are listening to this broadcast. Praise God. Let us begin in Book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 10. And it says, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understand. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have altogether become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being, free, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus, that is in Christ Jesus, whom God the Father set forth as a propitiation by his blood, Jesus' blood, through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness 
that he might be just and a justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. That was Romans chapter 3. As you could see, it's through Christ Jesus that we may be saved. And through God's word, the Bible, which contains the law of God, it lets you know what sin is. So when someone has a question about, is this sin? Is that sin? Am I doing this sin? It's all in scripture. And God's word doesn't change. A lot of people these days, they want to change what sin is. And whatever feels good, do it. If it's fine with you, it's okay to do it. But according to God's word, his law, sin is sin. Black is black and white is white. You can't change that. God never changes. People change, but God never changes. And his word does not change. So, first off, if a person doesn't believe that the Bible is God's word, then you can't get saved. You must believe in order to receive God's forgiveness of your sins and to receive your redemption for your soul. You must believe. That's the first step. You have to know that you are a sinner lost in sin. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I want to make this as simple as possible. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is not complicated. It's very simple. Even a child can understand. And that's how God made it. For even children to understand. The word of God, one of the commandments, honor thy father and thy mother, and your days will be long on the earth. It's very simple. If you respect your parents, young children, uh, there are blessings behind that. Not only from your parents and your family, but also from God your father in heaven. God's promises are true. He is separated from all of humanity and from all of the universe. So he cannot be persuaded. He cannot be contaminated from anything on this earth or anything in the universe. God is high above our thoughts, our feelings, our desires, our plans, our goals, our situations, our circumstances, our storms, anything that ails us, God is far above all of that. So it is not hard for him to reach down to where we are standing and what we are going through and to bring us healing and to bring us understanding of his word and of his plan for us, of his plan for humanity. There is no other way that I can express to you more of what God has already done. God already demonstrated his love on the cross 
when Jesus died for our sins. If you don't believe that, then I can't help you, and God can't help you. You have to believe. Now, God knows our hearts, and he knows the intentions of our heart. If there's a part of us that wants to believe, God knows that. So sometimes God works in mysterious ways and he heals us. Even though we're not a believer, we can even be an atheist. And God heals us of our infirmities to show us that he's real. I've learned that in my years as a Christian of being in different campaigns, different Christian services, evangelical healing services, where people, for example, in Russia, who were the ones in charge of being the ushers and the engineers for all the equipment, setting up the stage, setting up the platform for the preachers, for the singers, doing a church service, but they were not believers. They weren't Christians. They were atheists. And one of those technicians uh, did not have hearing in one of his ears. He was born that way. And during the service, when the man of God was preaching, he received healing in the ear that he was born with, with no hearing. And at the end of the service, the preacher had asked if anybody had received any healing to pass up front to testify. And he passed up front and he told his testimony of how he was healed while the service was going on. And he wasn't a believer. But like I said, God knows your heart. He knows deep down. If you're saying to yourself, I don't believe what these quacks are talking about. It's all a bunch of lies. You know, uh, creationism isn't real. We all came from a bunch of monkeys. I believe in evolution. I believe in Mother Earth. I believe in the universe and the Big Bang Theory and so on and so forth. But deep down he's saying, wow. If God would heal my bad ear, maybe I'll believe. Maybe I'll change my mind and give this Christian God a chance. God knows the words that you speak in your mind when no one else listens, no one else can hear it. God knows. And I'm telling you this right now from God's spirit that God knows. God knows your heart, and he knows how to reach you. But the thing of it is, do you really want it? Do you really want to get saved? Do you want to make it to heaven? Can you let go of this life? Can you let go of its riches? Can you let go of the world? Can you let go of the pleasures of the flesh? Can you let go what Satan offers you? 
Will you embrace Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's the question we all ask ourselves. Am I willing to give up my life down here? Give up my lifestyle to follow a God that I don't know? Will I take that chance? Should you take that chance? Is it real? Or is it just a fantasy? Are all these people really believing in something that's real? Or is it all made up? Is Christianity a farce? Should we even attempt to try to believe for once in your life? I know people that they simply turn away so easily and they embrace all the pain that they're going through. The pain in their minds, the pain in their bodies, the circumstances they're facing, and they never run to God because of pride, because of being so afraid of what their friends and their family will think if they turn to a God that none of them believe in or leave their religion and their traditions of worship of another God or gods to follow Jesus Christ. They don't want to attempt to give it a shot. What do you got to lose? God is making a final call. This could be a final call for you. Those who don't believe, atheists, those from different religions that don't have or don't know Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, God's word is real. And it is the oldest manuscript in history that stood the test of time. I think that's proof enough that it is God's word. My favorite is the King James Version that contains God's word. And it's my favorite version because I love the old English. I'm using the new King James Version at the moment. But we're not talking about versions of the Bible. We're talking about God the Father sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come and die for our sins, that we may have the opportunity to make it into heaven. God is a holy God. And there are consequences for our actions down here. If we look in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. There are consequences 
for the sins we commit. Everything that is done will not go unanswered before God. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, it is appointed unto men once to die, and then the judgment. Whether you believe it or not, God's judgment is coming. We will all face our Maker. No matter what you believe, no matter what you don't believe, you will face your Creator. And God the Father is going to ask you, Did you know my son? Did you know my son? Did you read in my word about my son? It's not going to be anything else spoken of. The only thing that's going to be spoken is did you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? There's nothing else to speak about. Not about your works. Not about all those times that you gave money to charity. Not how many times you helped an old lady across the street. Not how many times you've bought groceries for people that needed food in their home. Not how many times you fed the homeless people in the shelter. It's not going to speak about any of those works. God is going to go straight to the point, to the core of the problem, the center of our hearts, what we love the most, the deepest place in our hearts where our treasure lies what we love the most. That's what God is going to look at. And he's going to look to see if he finds Jesus, the love of Jesus in our hearts, that we made him the center of our lives. That is what God the Father is going to look at. He's not going to look at how much money you have in a bank how big your family is, how much you loved your family, how much you loved your friends, how much you cared about people and gave so much to charity, how much of your money you gave away, how many times you've helped people and gave them the shirt off your back. He's not going to look at any, any, any kind of work, any kind of duties or charities or anything whatsoever a man can think of to think that he's good enough to enter into the kingdom of God God is not going to look at that he's going to look sternly in your eyes and say did you know my son glory to God I believe the Spirit of God is moving and touching you. Stop resisting. God wants to set you free. God only wants to bless you. He wants the best for you. Even if the best for you means you giving up everything you have. 
surrendering it all. Surrendering it all to God. The only way we could gain back our life is to lose it. That is the only way you can gain it back. That is how I got my life back. When I gave up my old life, I surrendered all. I didn't hold anything back. And I knew, even though I didn't know him personally, I knew that Jesus was real. I saw miracles firsthand when I was 10 years old, when they did the evangelical services in the parks outside. I saw how God healed those that were sick. And people around me were saying they see a host of angels surrounding the camp and protecting us. It was beautiful. And on through the night, we were praising God and, and, and giving God thanks, glory, and honor for all that he was doing in the lives of those people that were sick and, 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 and addicted to drugs and how God set them free all in that one night. And that's when I was 10, and, I, and I, I remembered that. And that was engraved in my heart all these years. And I knew that God was real. I knew that Jesus died for our sins. And the day that I came to finally surrender to God, I said, Lord, God, I, I, I believe you're real. And I've seen you done miracles before. And I said, I need a miracle. I need one in my life. I need for you to do something with me. Set me free from this drug addiction of cocaine and, and crack and angel dust and marijuana and popping pills and, and alcohol. I need you, Lord. If you do this for me, if you change me, then I will serve you and I will do your will. I will become a Christian. Never was a Christian. And God did it. The first night I went to visit the church, I passed the front after the sermon and the power of God fell on me. I cried like a baby, and when I got up, all the addictions, the alcoholism, everything was gone. I had a clean slate. Only God can do it. And as I served the Lord three months later, going every service, every prayer night, every vigil, I looked in the mirror and I said, wow, I've changed so much. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, Javier, remember the prayer that you said in the hospital? And I said, what prayer? The prayer that you said in the hospital, that if you change me, I'll become a Christian? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, there you go. I changed you. Did you change yourself? No. I changed you. I did the work. 
So go and tell your family and friends that don't wait to change yourself to come as you are and I'll do the work just like I did with you. You're a living witness of my power, Javier. Go and tell them that I'm still the same. I'll never change. Everything around you will change. People will change. Cultures will change. Laws will change. Everything will change. But I will remain exactly the same. Just like in Hebrews, it says, chapter 13, 13, verse 5, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God promises are true, and God is faithful to fulfill them. All you have to do is give him a chance. God loves you so much. He's already demonstrated his love by sacrificing his own son for, for us. There's no, no other way that God can show you how much he loves you. Now give him a chance where you stand. I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray with me this prayer. Repeat after me. Father God, I come before you. I know that I'm a sinner. I've done so much wrong. But I know that you can forgive me. You can wash away my sins. You can make me a new creature. Make me new, Lord, just like you did with Javier. Please, Father God, hear my prayer with all my heart. I surrender to you right now. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again on the third day. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior in my heart, in my life. Make me new. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to be a witness to my friends and my family for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to pray for you. Father God, in Jesus' name, break the chains that bind your people. Glorify your name. Set them free. Give them a new heart. Give them new desires. Break all the chains. Destroy all the works of the enemy. Have your way with them. Lord, fulfill your promises. Show them that you're faithful, that you still have, Lord, a plan for them, a plan for their lives, a plan for their family, to use them, to glorify your name, to get souls saved. Father, in Jesus' precious name, let it be done for your glory. Hallelujah. There you go, brothers and sisters. And those that are not believers, that's how you get saved. Just believe and give your heart to the Lord. And he will do the work in your life. He will change you at that moment. He will give you the miracle of being born again and having a new heart and following after him with all, all your heart, and all your strength, all your mind, all your power. And you'll be able to witness to everyone. And he will fill you with his spirit. And you will have the power of the spirit of the living God inside of you. To be a living witness. That God is real. That Jesus Christ is the Lord. God bless you all. And until the next episode.